ladies and gentlemen, from Colonial Heights, Virginia, and All Seasons Tabletop Studio, it's The Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode is The Whole Truth and Nothing But the Truth with Anthony Fauci. Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. Our podcast email is theundilutedtruth.podcast at gmail.com. Fauci will never be on his best behavior. It, it, it doesn't matter what rock he's under. Yeah, mm. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Undiluted Truth. My name is Ben, and let's welcome in our host, Mike. How are you doing this afternoon, sir? I am doing fantastic, Ben, and yay, yay. I'm over here doing the cheer. That's about as far as that's (laughs) going to go, but uh, it's good to have you back. Well, thank you. It's good to be back. Other than a little bit more baritone, uh, you look good, you sound Somewhat, somewhat, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to work into my radio voice. Okay, you know, well, yes, you've got the, you've definitely got the baritone thing going. So, thank you. But no, in all seriousness, it it is. I mean, you, boy, you you were sort of down and out for a while, and it's definitely good to uh, have you back here. And we've got uh, vacation. Well, say not vacation, but holidays approaching. And uh, speaking of that, we will uh, just make a little announcement here. We apologize because we've been sort of on an abbreviated schedule, a lot going on this time of year, and, and of course, uh, Ben uh, not being here, and the main producer of of our show. So we apologize for any inconvenience, and moving forward – we will be taking a break during vacation. There may be during the break, uh, and the break will be from Thursday, uh, which is today. That's right. Until yeah. January the 5th, January the 5th. So we will might sprinkle in some surprise updates, if you will, during that time. So be checking your phone and if you're subscribing you'll get dinged and that sort of thing and you'll know so uh make sure you do that uh always so it's definitely needed and of course we are taking the time off for christmas and i think uh, most of us know what that is for it is to honor reflect back on the actual immaculate conception of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's not just a holiday to go shopping and so forth, even though that we can so easily get caught up in that. Yeah. But let's just take time, you know, during this time of year uh, to do just that, to, I say just that, not to go right. shopping and, yeah. and, and, and get caught up in that, but, but to, to, reflect. to reflect on... Right. The fact that the creator of all things lowered himself to a human and came into this world to seek and save the lost. And it's, that's an important thing to do. And, of course, we will be following that up by bringing in the new year. And I think 
during one of the newer podcasts in 2023, we will talk about what it means to sort of, I do not want to use the word reset, but to sort of set aside some things to make uh, resolutions, if you will, you know, the proverbial, but more importantly, what it, uh, what it's like to set things in front of you, whether it's going to be exercise more or that sort of thing, but what is important to you? I think that would be a good podcast to have and kind of incorporate what has been going on over the last few years. So, uh, look forward to that as well. So, uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, after today, which is Thursday, the 22nd of December, we will be yeah. taking a break, taking a bit of a holiday until January the 5th. All That's right? right. So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yes, to all uh, that are listening. And we so appreciate you guys. It's, and it's good to be here with you today. Today, we are going to get back into the documentary video, uh, if you will, based on the book by uh, Jay, nope, uh, Robert. R, RF. Yeah. Yes, Robert. I mean, yeah. It's fine. I was going to say JFK, but I was I just, did that the other podcast. Yes, yeah. you did. And I was talking about <laughs> JFK and uh, Jackie O, his wife, uh, just right. yesterday. So I think that's probably where that came from. But okay. RFK Jr. and uh, his book titled The Real Anthony Fauci and bringing it up to, to, to I guess, to date here based on the last episode, we were entering in into some drugs that were being shut down and I guess shadow banned, if you will. It's, it's interesting things mm. that, that appear to be good and, and have been over the last few years, whether it be individuals, character or whatnot. They just were just blasted, shut down, uh, uh, taken off uh, of uh, platforms or whatever. Right. But we were entering into the portion of this documentary where the folks were talking about the cocktails, if you will, that were being used that were very effective, and now we're entering into some individuals talking about ivermectin specifically. And the first voice you're going to hear today will be Tess Laurie, mm, okay. uh, who is uh, just just an awesome individual. She uh, was working directly with the WHO. She wasn't employed by them, I don't think, uh, but she was working with them. She just as well been sort of a contracted uh, uh, assistant with them. She's she's the one on the one podcast that was that I'd done a bunch of research on ivermectin. Is that correct? Yes. And, okay. And she was trying to. That's uh, Tess Laurie, right? Yes, and she was trying to get that uh, pushed through. With, yeah, yeah. Thought okay. thought that yeah. it would be no problem. So that's going to be the first voice you hear, and of course the the individual that she was tied to with when this was first introduced to her was Dr. Pierre Corey. Right, yeah. right. So, all right. All right, yeah. Well, another great show, and uh, we ready over there, Ben? Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. My entry into the COVID arena, you can say, um, came about when I saw Pierre Corey's testimony to the state senate 
in December 2020. I only saw it on the 26th of December and I prepared a rapid review and submitted it to the UK authorities on, I think it was the 4th of January. I also sent it to colleagues at the World Health Organization and asked them to pass it on to the COVID team at WHO. And when I didn't get a response by the 7th of January, what's reasonable in, in a public health emergency, and that is to disseminate information in whatever means possible. Um, and so I did a video appeal to the UK Prime Minister. Dear Prime Minister, my name is Dr. Tess Laurie, and I'm the Director of the Evidence-Based Medicine Consultancy in Bath. I have recently authored a report called Ivermectin for Preventing and Treating COVID-19, a rapid review to validate the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance's conclusions. The good news is that we now have solid evidence of an effective treatment for COVID-19. It is called Ivermectin. Right. In connection with its findings, I sent right. an urgent correspondence to Mr. Hancock and other members of Parliament on Monday the 3rd of January. Unfortunately, I have not yet had a reply, and due to the urgent implications of the report, I'm trying to reach you via this video. Please may we start saving lives now. I was invited to give a lecture at an international conference on ivermectin. And on the third day, uh, Doctor named a, a, a PhD named Andrew Hill gave a lecture and said that he was from the WHO. And I reached out to him, and Andy and I became very fast and close colleagues. And he was as taken with the data as we were. I was introduced to Andrew Hill by Dr. Pierre Corey in that uh, first week of January. He had been working with Pierre Corey to present the evidence to the NIH that week. Pierce said, you know, you really must meet him. He's the WHO consultant working on Ivermectin. And Andrew Hill agreed to be on the team with us. But then that weekend, his own review was published on a preprint server. Now, this was a great cause for concern because it was clearly rushed. It was very poor quality with, with all these, these obvious flaws. I emailed him and I said, Andrew, this is going to cause immeasurable harm. Please retract this review and let's talk. I can help you correct these errors. I'm in a very sensitive position here. I, what yeah, I'm trying to do... Like, whose conclusions are those on the review that you've done? It's who's, who's, who's not listed as an author who's actually contributed? Well, I mean... I don't really want to get into... I mean, it, the, I the think it needs, to be, it needs to be clear. I would like to know who... Well, who are these other voices that are in your paper that are not acknowledged? Unitaid has a say in the conclusions of the paper, yeah. So they have a say in, in your conclusions? Yeah. The FDA regulations is predicated by the fact that there's no effective alternative therapy. So if ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine were declared uh, effective treatment for, for SARS-CoV-2, it would have invalidated the vaccine. The vaccines would not have been allowed to get an EUA. Okay, quickly, the last voice you heard was Dr. Paul Merrick basically stating that the reason that Tess Laurie was having a major issue with Andrew Hill Mm -hmm. Andrew Hill, as Pierre Corey was saying, was on board with all of this, made sense. This 
drug, ivermectin, had been studied. It had been used, and Pierre Corey was involved, and it was like, whoa, man, see, let's let's get this in, let's save lives, and let's let's go with this thing. Right. Andrew Hill was all on board until the last minute, and you could tell Tess Laurie was really worked up, as she should be, about yeah. w- what happened. You, right. you just did a 180, and, and, and you're stating that these individuals uh, that were listed on this document were saying we th- that we can't use this drug because there's, there's too many, uh, I guess, uh, inconsistencies or whatever they were stating. Basically, they were trying to state, which it sounds so silly today, that it's right. not safe. It could cause damage, and then of course we've all you know we've we've heard the the, the words used by Pierre Corey. He's like, well, people are dying now, so how much worse can it get than death? You know what? Right. what so, and then you hear the uh, the statement by Dr. Paul Merrick stating that the only way that the vaccine could get out there w- was because of an emergency use authorization. And without that, the vaccine could not have been put out. So what are the qualifications of an emergency authorization, emergency use authorization? The qualifications, the big one, the big hurdle that they needed to jump over was that there's no other uh, effective treatments Right. For SARS-CoV-2. Right. Yeah. So when doctors are coming forward, we have a treatment. We have a treatment. We have a treatment. We've got this drug. We've got that drug. Mm-hmm. It's being shut down. It's being blocked because if you've got an effective treatment, you can't use the Emergency Use Act authorization. And if you can't use that, then you can't issue vaccines. Period. Right. Yeah. So that's where we are with this, and and it just uh, that's a quick summary of what that was all about. Started over in the UK, by the way, with Tess Laurie uh, right. and Andrew Hill, but and, and then of course you get Dr. Pierre Corey involved, and and many others to date have have uh, climbed on board. I shouldn't say climbed on board, but they're speaking out. I think many all all uh, you know always knew this. Mm-hmm. But you've got more speaking out freely now, uh, which is a good thing. Yeah. So we're going to continue on here uh, to to see where this goes, and and to to watch this and and to see it in real time is putting is sort of the building blocks of uh, the whole truth, mm-hmm. nothing but the truth. Anthony Fauci, uh, what's going on here? What's why are we blocking effective treatments? Well, I can tell you. Why? Why? The truth. You can't handle the truth. That, that's, I, that's why. Think they, that, they could, can't. that could be it, Ben. Yeah, they can't handle the truth. Yes, they can't handle it. Yeah. Their whole foundation in life and uh, uh, industry, this whole thing would come crumbling down, I think. And mm. uh, boy, uh, if that. If that if we could only get a, a a major crack in that foundation, hopefully that's happening as we speak. There you go. All right, here we go. 
the suppression of early treatment through the press and through various government outlets, including the FDA, is a crime. We Robert have Malone. a significant unnecessary burden of loss of life due to the withholding of early treatments, including treatment with hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. It has caused unnecessary human death. We're so sort of hypnotized by those names, the New York Times, CNN, this is CNN. We're, we're mesmerized by that uh, based on their long records as widely recognized, authoritative, reputable news sources. There was that amazing uh, face-off between CNN and Joe Rogan when some of their lying heads had said that he was taking horse paste. To have individuals like Joe Rogan, for example, who, uh, who don't want to take an experimental vaccine but will take horse dewormer. Rogan telling his 13 million Instagram followers that he was treated with several drugs, and he included ivermectin on the list, a drug used for livestock. Joe Rogan, uh, he came down with COVID, he says. He says he's been taking the uh, livestock dewormer uh, ivermectin. That was a, an attempt to take him down and to misrepresent ivermectin. And he fought back because that's in his nature. Does it bother you that the news network you work for out and out lied? Well, Just outright lied. Okay, quickly, just to put this in perspective, that's Joe mm -hmm. Rogan's voice. Okay. that you're hearing on his podcast, he is speaking to an employee of CNN. Okay. Interesting. So he's, he's, he's kind of holding, hold, holding his feet to the fire. <laughs> okay. Good. I'd about me taking horse dewormer. Calling it a horse dewormer is not a flattering thing. I get it's that. It's a lie. It's a lie on a news network. You're working for a news organization. If they're lying about a comedian taking horse medication what are they telling us about russia what are they telling us about syria do you know do you understand that that's why people get concerned about the veracity of the news the reliability of the media a recent poll that says it's almost at an all-time low we should look at news sources that are outside of this matrix of treachery because it's there in order to accept advertising and lobbying money from established corporate sources which means it has to operate compliantly and in alliance with the government so you're not going to get honest information from those sources. So they kept saying ivermectin is a horse paste. Well, when he got it's of course it's not. It's a it's kind of a miracle drug and uh they were even thinking it could cure cancer before covid happened. And uh, then covid happened and then they had to demonize it right away cuz it's cheap. Nobody can make money off ivermectin. It's a generic. And so the company that invented it, Burke, they can't make money off it cuz now anybody can make it. There is and and that's that's a big point right there. Yeah. Because now I guarantee you there's no money in ivermectin. Right. I mm. guarantee you that ivermectin if could be used in many and make money in many places it it would have they would have figured out a way to do it. Oh, certainly. But, but what is scary here ladies and gentlemen and it and it should cause pause to what's going on. Now these people are mentioning you know all of the uh, all of the various uh, news outlets and all of the major ones that can, they can't be trusted and so forth and so on. And, of course, Joe Rogan just holds her feet to the fire, basically tell, saying that you, you, this is a lie, a flat-out lie. Yeah. Uh, you know, because ivermectin was actually 
technically it was known for a Pulitzer Prize was awarded to and for this drug because it was an anti-parasitic. Okay, right, right. Which and it had multiple uses, and actually, the the one individual said it was it, it was about ready to. They think it could cure some cancers, right? But let's find the one little thing about it. You know, maybe it does take care of intestinal worms in right. livestock. Yeah. So let's just call it that. Oh, absolutely. You know, so. But don't miss the fact that there was a drug that worked, and because of money, the fact that they couldn't make any on this mm-hmm. drug, yeah. then they were willing to allow, and in my opinion, they'd just as well been charged with the premeditated murder because they right. knew that there was, there was effective treatments. Blocking the effect of treatments and allowing people to die in the hospital, and I, the numbers were outrageous. We know it was over five hundred thousand people that we have seen that on other episodes and other uh, uh, documents. Right. We, you know, the the exact number. I don't know that we would ever know just because these deaths weren't listed as deaths because they weren't allowed to be treated. You know, they were listed as other things, but they've got some pretty accurate ballpark numbers that can say this person was in the hospital and they were in there because they had so-called COVID and they didn't make it out. They died from COVID. So uh, this this is where we're going with this. It's all connected. You know the the veins run run long and wide, and yes, Anthony Fauci was way back at the beginning. And when you hear the word government, he was part of that. He was he, he was involved in all of it. So, just another uh, uh, character. We'll we'll just call it a defect, uh, a major defect in this man and and others. Uh, around him so all right let's let's continue is an alternative media that is true it is something that has emerged very suddenly and recently right joe rogan represents that uh timmy Dore represents that uh, podcasters have basically filled the breach that's been left by the left press there will always be some outlets i think that that uh, try to tell the awful truth and we learned something else about COVID. One day the test is positive, the next day the test is negative. A week later the test is positive, a week later the test is negative. So is a PCR test not a good barometer either? Yeah, that is a very good question. It's pretty obvious if you look objectively at the data that the CDC is totally manipulating this pandemic, and they did it from day one. One of the most egregious examples of this is the test that they, the very test they use to diagnose a case or someone who's infected with the virus. There's, the test was a PCR test, and it amplifies the amount of agent that you want to check for. Kerry Mullis was the inventor of PCR. He was not the inventor of the PCR test. There is no test for either AIDS or COVID. 
as Carrie Mullis said, it doesn't test for anything. It finds what you tell it to find. And he always said, that doesn't tell you whether you're infected with anything. It doesn't tell you whether you're likely to get sick from anything. It doesn't tell you anything. And the overwhelming data about PCR tests and COVID shows that there is a shoddy, at best, correlation between positive PCR tests and disease outcomes. So why did they use PCR for COVID? I mean, how can people actually tell if they are contagious in the cycle of having COVID? How do you measure that if not with either a yeah. PCR test or an antigen test? Well, Anthony Fauci is getting ready to answer that question. Oh, boy. How could you tell if you can't use a PCR test? And I guarantee it's, it's, it's going to be a diatribe of, of so many different things. He's going to be for it. He's going to be against it. He's going to be in between it. He's going to flip it over, and he's going to look at it from the other side. And then he's going to analyze it. He might weigh it, and then he might uh, measure it and, and cut it in half and cut it, cut it in force. And because I've done all this, that's really how you can tell. That's about what it's going to sound like, in my opinion, uh, because I'm not exactly sure how he's going to answer right. but everything else from don't wear a mask to wear a mask. And, well, no, they really don't work. But, yeah, they, yeah, they sort of do. But uh, two's better than, than one. I will tell you that. Uh, so how about right. three? How about four, uh, Mr. Fauci? Uh, how about five? Well, n- no, well, you, you might not want to go that. So we know how he operates. Yeah. So. Yeah, but why in God's green earth? Carrie Mullis is the inventor of PCR. So why in God's green earth are we using a test that the inventor of PCR? See, I, I love what that what that one lady was was talking about. Okay, she said, and these this was quoting the inventor of PCR. Right, it's not a, a test; it's something that will find what you're looking for. So basically you got to Right. And we're looking for Right. A COVID mm-hmm. you know, a a a virus that looks sort of like this, this. And then of course we, we understand the cycles of it. And this thing was ran so many times that you might find a piece of something it, it, that ends up within the testing. Oh, you've got it. And then prior to that, Dr. McCullough was going, well, you're positive today. Two weeks later, you're negative. Two days later, you're positive. You know, it's it's right. it's all over the place. But yeah. that's not surprising. So this guy just asked, well, if you can't use this test and you can't, how, how does somebody know, uh, Mr. Fauci, how, how do you know you have this? Do I have it? Do I not have it? I'm negative. I'm positive. Uh, the the PCR test. are telling me that the test is no good. It's it. Answer that question, Mr. Fauci. And I think that's the the understandable confusion that people have about testing. Testing saying whether you're infected or not versus are you infected plus transmissible. COVID began in China as a pneumonia. And for some reason, we were reading in the papers that something like 53 people in Wuhan, China, had some kind of novel pneumonia they hadn't seen before. And because I'm alert to propaganda, I I got very anxious. Why are we reading about pneumonias in China? We don't ever read about pneumonias in China. Why are we Mm. reading about these? 
Good question. In the first week in January, I got a call from Michael. He's a former DARPA project officer, and literally he is our top expert in gain-of-function research and has been so for years and years and has long been deeply embedded as one of our top biodefense slash biowarfare experts who was in Wuhan at the time in the first week in January. And he warned me, he said, Robert, you need to get your team spun up because we've got a problem. This coronavirus looks like it's going to be a major issue. And my question is, have you seen anything at this point that gives you a high degree of confidence that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was the origin of this virus? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And I think that the World Health Organization should be ashamed of themselves. The Fauci emails themselves, as I understand it, it was involved in trying to cover up origins of COVID. The gig, it was, it really should have been up right about this time because they, they had all kinds of, of, of evidence on, on this here. Uh, so you, you have quotes here uh, such as, there needs to be a quick and devastating pub, published takedown of this uh, uh, preventative uh, uh, or of this uh, procedures. Uh, th- these, th- these are things that in his e- Fauci's emails that, that he was saying. So that's one of the statements. A, a published takedown of the procedure of ivermectin and, and such drugs. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. And, and so you, you say, well, why wasn't it? And, and that's what this young lady was talking about. We, we've got evidence right here. I mean, they, they were, and, and prior to that, you know that it was ivermectin because they were talking about a co-signature from the uh, from Nobel Prize winner. So th- this is all, I mean, in, in the document I, I'm looking at right here in front of me, it's right there. So uh, we'll finish this little segment here and then we're going to have to wrap up and trying to say it was a zoonotic origin and there's no way the lab leak uh, theory had any credence to it. At 2.47 in the early morning of February 1st, 2020, four hours after his loyal grantee, virologist Christian Anderson, informed Dr. Fauci that he and other leading biologists believed that the genetic sequence was highly unlikely to be the product of natural selection. Dr. Anthony Fauci fired off a carefully worded email to Catholic. Dr. Fauci's other emails from that evening suggest that he was intensely worried that the Chinese experiments that may have created this striation and the novel coronavirus would bear his fingerprints. And that's hmm. good reason for Mr. Fauci to be concerned because they should bear his fingerprints because he has been working on these things for several years we know today right so but it's interesting to to watch this and to see that others were looking at it and 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 it's almost it's almost like these people were in some sort of you know I always like to use the <laughs> the old 
get smart term, the cone of silence. Right, right. They knew it, and they, they, they were talking about it. They're trying to get the information out, there and they're trying to understand it. This thing did catch even the, the best of the best a little bit off guard. But the best of the best reacted quickly, doctors that we know of today, and they were all over this thing. You know, they were ready to, to, to come in with hydroxychloroquine and, and ivermectin and, and some of these natural things, you know, right. the zinc, the vitamin C, you know, yeah. and all of this. But they were blocked. And, and to see some of this sort of unfolding now in this documentary, you're like, I can't believe it. And, and to watch and to, to read some of these documents that are just plain evidence of Dr. Fauci trying to cover up, trying to, hey, we need to do this. We need yeah. to shut this down so we can get the vaccines out. See, that was the ultimate thing. That right. was, the, uh, say, the thing, you know, technical term. That was the ultimate motive of all of this was money to get vaccines out. There's so many things that this was going to do other than line their pockets. Yeah. So, right. Uh, but uh, anyway, there's a, a good stopping point here because we're going to pick it up right there uh, on the next episode. So, all right. All right. Good. Okay. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us on this particular episode. And once again, uh, we will be off for the holiday uh, time, uh, Christmas and New Year's. Hope you have a safe and wonderful. Christmas and Happy New Year. Uh, best to all of uh, you folks and your families. And uh, before we have a word of prayer, just remember that there is hope. And that hope arrived here on this planet roughly 6,000 years ago, immaculately in the womb of Mary. And let's not forget that, that we do have hope. And that, that is found through Jesus Christ. So with that being said, let's bow our heads and have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, we do thank you for that very thing. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, and we thank you for him that he chose. He was not forced to come and save us from our sins he came to reconcile his people back to himself, back to a heavenly relationship. What a wonderful, awesome, and in many ways unbelievable show of love that not just a human being could have, but a creator of everything we see did that for us, and we thank you for that. We thank you for each of our listeners out there. We thank you for those that are standing up for truth even still. There's so many things that are still being attempted to be perpetrated upon uh, not just the American people, but people around the world. So, Lord, we know that there's been many hurt uh, and, and even to the place of the grave through all of this. We pray that you comfort all of those in this special time of year as we reflect on the very hope of Jesus Christ. We also ask that you reach out and protect those 
that are still fighting for justice and standing up for those that have been harmed by all the many things and the corruption that we're facing. We thank you, Father, for your love for us. We thank you in the way that you care for us, and we thank you for this platform that we have here at The Undiluted Truth. And as we part ways for this particular episode, as always, we ask and pray that every intent of our thoughts be pure. And we ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to join us again every Tuesday and Thursday on The Undiluted Truth. And remember, rock tumblers, with all of your might, continue to diligently seek truth. God bless.